Hi, I'm Siggy, born and raised in St. Catharines, Ontario, and now living in the nation's capital of Ottawa. Hi, my name is Eric Cervania. I was born in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, grew up in Etobicoke and Oakville, and now I'm currently living in Oakville. And I'm Jazzy, born in Manila, Philippines, raised in Toronto, Canada, and schooled all over southwestern Ontario. You're listening to the Hala Hala podcast, a delicious mix of pop culture and the Filipino-Canadian life. Before we start our podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the lands we're podcasting on. I'm podcasting from the traditional lands of the Huron-Wendat, the Seneca, and most recently, the Mississaugas of the Credit River. I'm podcasting from the Anishinaabe, the Haudenosaunee Confederacy, the Wendat, the Metis, and the Mississaugas of the Credit First Nation. And I'm podcasting from the traditional unceded territory of the Algonquin and the Shebeg people. In this month of July, the Hala Hala podcast is focusing on all things summer. And what better things to talk about in the summer but movies and short films. And we've got a special guest in studio to talk about his short film, Return to Country, with creator and director, Eric Cervania. Ah, welcome. 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 Hey. Now, before we get into everything, we like to ask all our guests the classic first question which is, what are you consuming pop culture-wise right now? Let's start off with Sigs first. Sigs. Oh, me. Okay. You, I know why you're starting you off been with up first. To? Yes, 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 yes. All right, all right. Hello, all right, folks. Yeah. The last episode, if you weren't listening, hello, hello, listeners, I'm very mm-hmm. antsy. I want to show the bear to come out in Canada. Now, some people have FX. I don't have it. I know it's coming out on Disney+. Plus. It's coming out, like, next week. I'm in bated breath. I'm addicted to the show The Bear about this. Like a gritty thing about chefs trying to rebrand themselves and Jeremy Allen White's in it, Ayo Debri, Eben Abakra Moss. It's such a great acting in it. It's fantastic. You actually see cooking being made. It's so you see the food, you want to have a taste of it. I'm trying to avoid all the articles on vulture.com it's because hard I need to show. I know, and I've read some of them, and there's so many cameos galore. I know Jamie Lee Curtis will get an Emmy. I need this show to come back. It's on the 19th. I'm very much waiting. I'm a little annoyed. It's coming. That's my rant, okay? Right. The second thing I'm going in, and I say this as a supporter of the Filipinos. Yes. You're not half Filipino. You're Filipino. Yes, Olivia that's Rodriguez right. goes back with yes. Vampire. Yes. My daughter listens to Sour. Yeah. She's nine. We love it. She and I sing Deja Vu all the time. And with yeah. the new song, she's like, oh, there's a new song. I'm like, we're playing it. And I love it. Vampire, totally influenced by paparazzi. And uh, she's probably broken up with by a guy that was older than her. And she loves Twilight. But <laughs> I totally am like singing the song with Delaney in the car. And my wife's in the car with me. And like she drops the F-bomb several times. And my wife just pops <laughs> my breath. She's like, hey, uh, is there like a, I don't know, an edited version of this song? And Perhaps. I'm like, that, that, there would be. That would be good to do. And Delaney, my daughter's all like, yeah, it's inappropriate i'm like yeah it's inappropriate now because your mom heard us <laughs> but uh yeah so I'll, I'll do it but you know what it's gonna be a song that slaps i do think her second album that's coming out guts is gonna be big and yeah, i can't help but support it and maybe internally inside and i admit this eric i just met you maybe do i want delaney to take up an instrument and maybe become like a rock star? maybe and i can be maybe. a proud filipino father maybe. like a mr yes. Rodrigo, to be like delaney yeah sing for dad sing for dad let's let's let's, 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 let's break up oh, with no. boys or, or girls whoever you want and you could write songs about it and you'll be prolific and I will sit at the Grammys and hold the Grammys for you like a great oh proud dad. Oh my gosh. 
Maybe can listeners, I, don't judge me. Don't judge me. I'm not judging. <laughs> I'm not going to be like an Asian you parent. In that you were there with me. I'm oh, on yeah. the red carpet. I I'm hope Selena takes me along. I'll bring you. I'll bring, I'll bring Queen of Jazz. My don't wife can wait at home. You and I will just be together like, yes, this is her. Please. This is, this, this but anyway. is Delaney. Yes, that's right. We can, <laughs> Delaney, we can certainly you go dream. for it. Delaney, anyway, Aaron, feel free to live the, your life any way that you want, is what I have to say, okay? <laughs> Delaney, so if you want to be right. a pop star, feel free to be a pop star, right? But Please. if you don't want to be a pop star, <laughs> that's okay, too. We'll still love that's you. That's fine. Right? So you can, so. what does she want to be? You can be a teacher or a Lego engineer, as she has, has Hey, declared. those are just also respectable professions. Absolutely, right? but yeah. I would like to retire very well. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if I get that. But anyway, Eric, I've just bared my soul as how I can be very cheap with pop culture. But can we pivot to, to Eric of what's going on pop culture wise? Yeah, Eric, what have you been up to pop culture wise? Yeah, in terms of pop culture, I'm going to break it down to because I love movies, TV, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. video games. So it's yes. the yes. perfect movies. place. So. I just recently watched the new Indiana Jones movie and, and Adult oh, Destiny. And? I'm gonna be honest, it was yeah. okay. It yeah, was yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm a big fan <laughs> of the character and the franchise at all. Yeah. I was born in '98, but I it came out in, like in the '80s. Those movies were classics, which I really Atta boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, That's yeah. Right. And then I watched when I was 10 years old when Kingdom of the Crystal Skull came out, which was the oh fourth my gosh, installment. Yes. Oh, uh, it was okay. And then yeah. I watched Battle <laughs> Destiny. It looked like it was made in 2023. But again, it was a great finale for Harrison's character. Character, it, right. Okay. I thought the movie was a bit too long, but story-wise, it was good. I give credit to that. And the de-age of the young Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones was yeah. just fantastic. They worked years on the de-aging process. And really? Wow. They did. Did you look like a young Han Solo? Like, yes, I, I, I say so, yes. Ooh, <laughs> I do, yeah, There yeah. you go. That's but, amazing. Um, but yeah, uh, again, it was a movie. I'll, I watched it <laughs> twice. I watched it with my friend and my family. Yeah. And yeah, another movie that I loved watching was, I think it, it was Avatar, The Way of Water. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That James Cameron movie. Yeah, that's right. The sequel. Yeah. Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah. The visual effects of that movie was unbelievable. Incredible, was like, incredible. You were in the movie. It was great. And yeah, again, it took a lot of years to develop the the story and just the visual aesthetics. It was beautiful. Because how many it. years between yeah. Way of the Water and the first Avatar? Ava- yeah, it came out. First Avatar came out in 2009. Yeah. That sounds about yeah. right. Yeah. And then this one came out in Yeah, it takes like... Oh, smokes. Yeah, it takes about like five, I think five years to just to make just the one movie and they already filmed the the third one already wow <laughs> so well it uh, yeah makes sense. you would want to do it back to back right exactly so yeah but yeah i think with indiana jones i just think to myself it's a legacy franchise mm-hmm. and i was just wondering and it's like you know how are you going to do that right but in any mm-hmm. event i mean i still have to watch it but it was enjoyable enough maybe a tad bit long is exactly is yeah so yeah. do we pay for it or do we wait for streaming Eric, that's the question. <laughs> that's question. Always watch a fantastic movie in a movie theater where you're not distracted. Especially yes, yes. okay. who comes from okay. a background in cinema. It's best to watch it with your friends and family yeah. in a dark room with a big screen in front of you with your yes, popcorn. Yes. And right. not getting distracted, so I highly recommend it. Watching in the in the cinema, yeah. All right, okay. we'll have yeah. to do that then. And yeah. then, what else have you been up to, pop culture wise? Yeah, for TV, I've been on Disney Plus a lot. Mm, I know you guys yeah. are watching and streaming, but I've yes. been watching a lot of the 
Star Wars anime series. You are Gen Z person, but I'm off my heart, right? I'm <laughs> super excited now. You so, got, go ahead, go on the trail. Tell go us ahead. what you've been loving, on, you know, in terms yeah. of the Star Wars the universe. Tell us. Yeah, because I'm not into anime, but I actually love falling in love with anime because of yeah. the Star Wars anime series called Star Wars Visions and Lucasfilms mm-hmm. have been connecting with a lot of the Japanese anime right. productions in Japan mm-hmm. and That's I was right. see how hard they work behind the scenes it was and the series is fantastic they really got it into their second season now as far as live action the Mandalorian is one of my favorite oh love it yeah. love it love oh, it love it to me I've said this before on the podcast it is a study mm-hmm. in single parenthood Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's kind of like daddy's got to go to work and daddy's got to bring baby Yoda <laughs> along the way. <laughs> and all of the parenting along the way without getting upset at him. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's not throwing a temper tantrum when Grogu is doing something that he shouldn't be doing. <laughs> he yeah. just says no, no, no. Right? Like just firm <laughs> and has good boundaries around that. <laughs> Have you seen all the seasons yet? I did. Yeah, all three seasons. <laughs> yeah, and I just loved it. At the end, spoiler alert, listeners so if you don't want to hear anything about star wars cover your ears cover your ears or fast a minute into into this podcast which is is that it just touched my heart when he said yeah i'm gonna adopt him i'm gonna adopt him right and i just thought oh my goodness like how did you feel i was like i was tingly and i was in my feelings at that moment same reaction it was a very touching moment for me as an audience and as a fan of the the series i was like it's about time (laughs) it's about time that's right so he was just fostering him and now he's the adopted father and i'm just like ah disney like damn that mouse he just got me again right so i have to ask eric are you excited about ahsoka coming out I'm oh my gosh I am excited I can't wait I'm so excited because have you watched Star Wars Rebels I was about to actually get into that I haven't seen the animated Clone Wars yet and I'm catching up on that so once I'm done Clone Wars and then I'll go into Rebels because I'm I'm trying to binge watch it before (laughs) before Ahsoka so I will give you some (laughs) avuncular advice take it if you want it don't take it if you don't want it I would say binge rebels so that you'll be prepared for ahsoka okay gotcha just know that because there are some characters that are going to be appearing in ahsoka that start off in rebels that's right yeah yeah. and then clone wars that is dinner time eating so when when, (laughs) it is not to say that you can't binge it but it is dinner time eating because and then you'll start to understand all the politics that go on in the galaxy and around mm. Coruscant. And why is it so clear in my head? Because my nephew Luke, who is 20, said, Nino, oh. can we just binge all Star Wars in the month of August? Because I've got the month of August off. And mm-hmm. so that's what Luke and I are going to do. So we've planned out exactly how we're going to watch <laughs> it. But if you're going to watch Ahsoka, you have to watch Rebels first. So that's all I have gotcha. to say. And it'll give you all the background to the characters that are going to be appearing. And then your brain is just going to blow. Like it's just going to explode. And you're just like, oh my God, that's so-and-so. Oh my God, that's so-and-so. I can't believe they did this casting. That casting is perfect. So anyways, I can't wait. I think at some point, Sigs, we're going to have to bring Eric on to talk about about Star Wars. Test on Ahsoka. I'll let you guys (laughs) steer it. And I'll just sit there like nodding like, okay. But listeners, you cannot see these two faces. They're both like, Eyes are glowing. Their hands are clasped. It's like a big 
I'm in. It's All 11 right, for Star it. Wars. I'm yeah. freaking and out right now. Season six. <laughs> season six. You're going to come back here. Sure. All right. We'll have Kriya, let's back. pivot to you. Pivot okay, to you. So Kriya, what, are you, what have you been consuming pop culture wise, my friend? Yeah. So <laughs> I've got like a whole bunch of things on the go. Like I've got my Below Deck <laughs> franchise. I've got RuPaul's Drag Race <laughs> franchise that is kind of on the go. Interestingly enough, Michael was like, you know, honey, you told me all about Witcher and American Gods. Like, maybe I should try to get into it. And I said, okay, well, whatever. So I'm re-watching American Gods and Witcher with Michael so that he gets into it. It's been fascinating watching it again a second time, especially American Gods. There were things that I didn't get the first time that it's like, whoa. Like, you guys were very thoughtful and thought this through and started to give clues right from the premiere episode. So it's been fun to watch American Gods and so much fun to watch Witcher again, right? Because seeing it a second time with different eyes, it's like, oh, again, like really good storytelling. You didn't just kind of think that this was a good idea. You've planted this idea right from the get-go. And I appreciate that type of storytelling. It Mm. means that it requires dedication, singular devotion to watching these particular series. So it's been fun to kind of get into those particular two. Have you guys watched American Gods or Witcher for that matter? I haven't. Witcher's the one with Henry Cavill, right? Does Michael like Henry Cavill? He likes that Henry would be Cavill. a draw for him, That's for Michael, it. I thought. And also for the actor that plays Shadow Moon in American Gods. But interestingly mm-hmm. enough, both are very much about taking a journey and self-discovery, mm-hmm. which is really what today's episode is all about, mm-hmm. kind of getting to know Eric a little bit more and talking to him about his short film that was just recently released, uh, Return to Country. Eric, tell our listeners where they might be able to see Return to Country. Yeah, so we're planning on having a second screening because we just had a premiere this saturday mm. congratulations yes Thank congratulations <laughs> so do keep an eye on our return to country short film instagram page because we'll make an announcement on a second screening and i guess another premiere would you would say for more That's details awesome. right for more, for more yeah. details yeah. on screening yeah. and stuff like that yeah before we go into that a little bit more i know sigs has some questions to ask and yeah. ask our second classic question that we ask all our guests when they come so, visit us on the studios we've welcomed you to the virtual studios and jesse and i have done this in the past briefly remind our listeners where you were born where you grew up and where you locate yourself and moreover i want to hear a little bit more about your immigration story now our immigration yeah. story is not just tied to us and I think you and I had sort of mm-hmm. had a little bit of an offline discussion on it. It's mm-hmm. tied to our family. So tell yeah. us more, Eric, on your whole journey and how you are where you are today. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so as I mentioned earlier, I was born in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And then I grew up just a little bit in Etobicoke, Ontario. And then I spent the rest of my 20 years in Oakville, Ontario. And my parents, my mom and dad, they immigrated from the Philippines to Canada in the Mm -hmm. 80s. So my dad's from Sao Paulo, Manila, Mm -hmm. and my mom is from Maravelas, Bataan. They immigrated to Canada during the 80s, during the revolution. I don't know too much about that. It's the People's uh, Revolution, right? The People's Revolution, correct. So there's a lot that happened around that time. The People's Revolution was going on at the time. That's when Mm -hmm. Corazon Aquino became president. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. From your understanding, why do you think they chose or chose to immigrate or come to Canada for that matter? Good question. I don't have like an exact answer. They told me they just wanted a better life because of what was happening currently. And then when my parents told me about the story, I was just touched by (laughs) their experience. And I got a bit, you know, I there was like a movie about that that actually came out. And I just saw like the the reenactment of what happened in the 80s. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the especially a lot of the immigrants that immigrated and how long it for them to experience that 
and to immigrate to another country. It was just very inspiring, you know. Right. There was lots of civil unrest during the 80s because of the Philippine People's Power Revolution. And Mm -hmm. people felt that there was things were happening in terms of social change. But unrest still occurred. And if I understood it, that's why some people left. Mm -hmm. And then they landed in Toronto. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So why Canada, let's say, over the United States, over Australia? Do you know why they chose it? I have no idea. I think because of Toronto, maybe the CN Town. You know, it is interesting. We've had some guests that have come onto the podcast and they've said Uh that sometimes people chose Canada because of the building or because of Pierre Trudeau or because Mm -hmm. of certain things that were said in some type of broadcast. Mm -hmm. I think it kind of makes sense when you say it's like they may have come because of the CN Tower. And then growing up in Etobicoke and Oakville, what was that like? What was it like? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was was there for, I was at Etobicoke when I was four years old. And then I moved to Oakville when I was around five. I lived in an apartment building. Not a lot of space and not a lot of room for us, but I'm great that we had a home to live in but my dad wanted to live in a much nicer neighborhood because the oakville neighborhood was in development Mm -hmm. and so Mm he had enough money to find like a new house a semi-detached home where we have our own home and right uh, our own neighborhood and yeah it's 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 really nice here even though it's expensive (laughs) it is oakville is a wonderful city outside of toronto and stuff like that it's a great area to to grow and live and work in right Mm -hmm. yeah i was gonna say what's the filipino population like in oakville just in contrast Mm -hmm. grew up in St. Catharines, Ontario, and I grew up in Scarborough, Ontario. And growing up in the 1980s and 90s, hardly any Filipinos, and even more so for SIGs. SIGs, there were practically no Filipinos except for you and three other, four other families. Yeah, in my high school, it was raided from my high school. So in my grade school, there was like me and another guy. And then in high school, there was a bit more. But in my grade, there was four of us. But I think someone reminded me. They're like, actually, there was like two more. I'm like, oh, I forgot. They weren't in my social circle. (laughs) And then, you know, we had communities. But like, I would always stick out, right? Compared to where Toronto, there would be a bit more Filipinos, right? Right. So like, what was the atmosphere like in Oakville growing up? Yeah, the atmosphere in Oakville was, again, it was a really great neighborhood. But in terms of the Filipino population, it wasn't a lot. There were quite a few, but not a lot. Not like in mm-hmm. Mississauga or Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did have some classmates. I think how many? There were like probably four or five, not a lot, but we did have a few. We did have some other Asian ethnicity, which was good. And we I remember in elementary school, we had a project where we talk about our different cultural backgrounds and yeah. we had a little Asian group <laughs> with, nice. with the students and we talked about you know what's like being Filipino what's like to be Vietnamese nice and a combination of, of both but it, it was still progressing at the time yeah still progressing I think in contrast we always talk about how lonely it felt mm. was it lonely sometimes growing up in these neighborhoods thinking to yourself where's the other Filipinos or <laughs> If it's not that, just noticing your difference. And I can tell you, when I got to all the different universities that I've been to, Mm -hmm. it was very made clear that I was different, right? It's like this Mm -hmm. face just doesn't exist everywhere else. So (laughs) we're just curious, like, did you ever have those types of feelings kind of growing up in Etobicoke or Oakville in these various high school settings or school settings? Yeah, definitely. It was during high school. Mm -hmm. I was in high school 10 years ago. And... As I mentioned earlier, there was a few Asian students or Filipino students. They like to be mm-hmm. with like 
the Caucasian group of people, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And so they were just trying to fit in and and trying to, um, you know, be like the uh, big muscles and all, all that. The jobs yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just yeah. being me. But I remember I met a few international students that were mm. from the Philippines and I got to know them. Oh, nice. It was nice. I did have some friends that I got in contact with. They were super chill and super cool. And the experience in high school, I quite like high school a lot because I like to fit in sometimes. Mm-hmm. When I got into college, just just a few years ago, mm-hmm. again, it was, it was there was a lot of, you know, mixed race and mm-hmm. people from different backgrounds and cultural backgrounds. Even uh, more diversity. Even more, time. exactly more. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The experience in university and college was a lot better than high school for sure. Yeah, simply because there's just different ideas or people were more inclusive or people yeah. didn't worry so much about differences or people were curious about differences but weren't mm-hmm. necessarily judgy about it in, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So then is that kind of where you started your journey into filmmaking or did it start somewhere else? Yeah, good question. My journey started with in filmmaking it when i was a kid actually mm, <laughs> it yeah. actually started with video games <laughs> really yeah which video games do you remember where you thought to yourself i love this story that's being told right now yeah so i i still have my gamecube actually <laughs> oh my god <laughs> uh, it's fantastic <laughs> and i would always play the single player mode the campaign mode because it, it had a mm. story like in the movies and so that's right. i remember that's right. I remember I would play one of the James Bond games growing up. It was Ooh. called GoldenEye because I didn't have a Nintendo 64. But it was <laughs> Nightfire. It was a first-person shooter game, which was pretty yeah. cool. And then I had another game, which was called 007 Everything or Nothing, wow. which was a third-person shooter game. And it actually started Pierce Brosnan with his voice. <laughs> oh, my gosh. With his face. Yeah, you guys should check it that out. That was awesome. And Judy, the lady who Judy played Dench, Judy yeah. Dench was played M. She was there. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I played Q. John Cleese was there. It was a fantastic game. And it felt like that was Pierce Bros's act fifth movie, if you think mm-hmm. about it. Because <laughs> Die Another Day, Die yeah. Another Day was his actually was his fourth and final film. But <clears throat> oh my gosh, the gameplay in that game was fantastic. You, you can ride a motorcycle, you can drive the car and missiles, machine guns coming out of the vehicles. <laughs> and <laughs> it had so a fantastic cool. story. And then yeah, it was I highly recommend that game. And then yeah, I just played a lot of first-person shooters growing up like call of duty had a fantastic campaign mode and then another way where i got into filmmaking was watching my dad's video camera of us growing up Mm -hmm. and the the of the home videos that uh, he filmed and watching my (laughs) watching me when i was like a year old and two i was just emotionally moved by (laughs) just watching me saying Daddy, mom, hi. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad and seeing my sister, just my ate, I still call her my ate, my, mm-hmm. my sister five, who's five years older than me and just celebrating our birthdays and my, my parents and our family celebrating together as a family. It was just very, it was very heartwarming. And that later got into when I was in high school and I, I made a cool short film and I was behind the camera operating it, directing the actors what to do here and there. Mm. And I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And I, a lot of the students like to take science and physics. I was not in that category. Right, right. I didn't yeah. take that. But mm. when you're watching a cool like video with a cool story that's epic, it's like, oh, I feel like this is something that I want to do career-wise. And yeah, that's how it all 
yeah, from video games to as a youth and then in high school and now, yeah, here I am still. And <laughs> I would almost go one step further and mm-hmm. say that you're not only just a filmmaker, it sounds like you're a storyteller. Mm-hmm. You like hearing stories and telling stories. Mm-hmm. So it makes me wonder kind of what do you think makes a great story? I heard epic. I heard a lot of action. I'm curious <laughs> to know, like, what makes a great story for you? What makes a great story for me is it has to have a theme. It always mm-hmm. has to have a theme. It always has to have mm-hmm. a question to an answer. And and also something that's personal. For example, a lot of Return to Country, it's not based on true story, but a lot of the story elements and the story beats were inspired by my own upbringing. So, mm-hmm, for example, mm-hmm. Carlo in the short film, he's kind of like me growing up in the sense because even though he was born and raised in Canada and is a Filipino, he's not ashamed of his Filipino culture or anything right. like that. He's still like <laughs> learning about it because his parents, I don't know if you guys watched it, but we did. His yeah, family, we did. We did. Yeah, his family is like, is still talking to him Tagalog. He's still, he loves eating food he even had the pandisao <laughs> yes <laughs> i loved it yeah we did notice when he was thinking and looking at the box i'm like oh, yeah. yeah that's what i i use a lot again i use a lot of my personal upbringing and try to use and i watch a lot of video games play a lot mm-hmm. of video games again from the story mode and not the multiplayer mode uh, specifically but more on the characters because when you're watching something you want to f- feel what the character's going through and right. be like oh my gosh right so and that goes for watching a lot of movies and tv series but i i watch a lot of of the movies that help me with my filmmaking yeah. you know when you talk about kind of stories having a thesis and having a question and attempting to answer that question when i was watching return to country i was thinking to myself the thesis of this short film is really how do you connect across culture and generations and overseas for that matter? Like, how do you connect, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And to me, your answer was, or at least what I took away as an answer was, it's through mementos, right? Like, not Mm -hmm. the physical mementos, but things that to remember us by each other. And Sigs and I have talked about how Balakbayans are exactly that, right? Like mm-hmm. they're mementos of sorts. Mm-hmm. They're souvenirs of sorts. They get us to remember. I just thought to myself, that was really what was poignant. Like I thought Carlos, you could see he, the main character was really thinking of hard about how do I connect with people overseas with my Lolo across mm-hmm. generations, across countries, across oceans, working really hard. And then of course, at the end, his answer is that at the bottom of a Balak buy-in box, which I thought was really smart. Mm-hmm. And there was something intuitive about it. I don't know if that's what you were intending, but that's certainly what I took away from it when I was watching yeah. it. And in terms of like the feelings, what it evoked for me was there was a lot of like nostalgia, mm-hmm. kind of remembering, and this kind of desire. And that's what I was kind of left with, was mm-hmm. wanting. And mm-hmm. so now I was just kind of like, oh, I wanted to see the rest of the connection. It's like, I wanted to see the next 20 minutes afterwards in, in terms of once that connection was made. That's kind of what I took away. I, I don't know if that's what you were intending, you know, Eric, but uh, yeah. that's certainly, that, that was certainly fantastic in terms of what you had created. Yeah, no, you got it. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> On that same sort of note, Eric, yeah. I thought it was really interesting when creatives create something really specific, and in this case, you're focusing on the Balak Beinbach, mm-hmm. you find many ways to appeal other people, find that commonality. So what's interesting, Carlos' story is very similar to when I was growing up. And 
regardless of the fact that I was probably his age in the 80s, the 90s, technology is different, right? Mm -hmm. So before, Eric, we would wait till midnight on a weekend when long distance prices would be cheaper to connect with the Philippines. Okay, so I want you to think. Be midnight. My parents are like, stay up. We're going to say hi to Lolo, who didn't speak you know, English. And I would talk uh-huh. on the phone. And I'm like, I'm talking to just a voice, right? Or uh-huh. just someone laughing like, oh, my God, it's a bull. But Or we'd send letters. And we'd send letters in really light paper because, you know, postage is, is still, you know, really expensive back then. But what you captured was the same feelings. Like, I still had the same feelings. Like, Carla, you're a little bit shy. You want to make that connection. But mm-hmm. in the 80s and 90s, we didn't have the technology that you guys have like FaceTime and such, but those feelings still exist. So mm-hmm. I like that it appealed to me being a different audience member, Gen Xer and seeing it. I'm like, Oh, you, you captured that feeling. And even before I saw the film, cause you shared it with us mm-hmm. when I saw the clip of Carlos sitting down to the phone, mm-hmm. it was just it reminded me as a little kid where, okay, come talk to Lolo at midnight on a Saturday. Cause the mm-hmm. times were cheaper, but you mm-hmm. caught it. And that's why I reached out to you to say, hey, you got that feeling right there. And that's seconds. To me, your kuya practically where, hey, this story is going to appeal to other people. He has this wonderful story to tell and we haven't seen it. We want to uplift and see that type of representation, this type of filmmaking mm-hmm. and a story about mm-hmm. our culture and you putting it out there, being a young filmmaker, still in school, being able to premiere it. I thought that was really special. You know, more will come out. So like Jesse, I'm like, where's part two? I want to see the full, like, this will turn into a full-length movie, maybe, hopefully, but that's what I took from the movie. Just, I want to share that with you, so. Oh, thank you. Before we find out what's next, right, Mm -hmm. I do have to Mm -hmm. say, when I saw Carlo in front of the iPhone or the phone FaceTiming with Lola, I was thinking to myself, my version of that back in the 80s because my parents were even cheaper than six, right? <laughs> Is they had us record our voices and our messages over cassette tape. Oh and my then gosh. We, we mailed the cassette tape and then we'd get a cassette tape back of my Lolo speaking oh, Tagalog, right? Oh, and so, oh. <laughs> it, like, it wasn't in real time. It, but it was in real like, time, yeah. But it was like, oh, I just thought, oh my God, I feel like a dinosaur. And yet <laughs> you still captured the feeling. Yeah, this kind yeah. of, this wanting of desire to connect but at the same mm. time, a bit of reluctance of like, will I be able to connect? Will I be understood? Will I understand? And stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. was there anything specific that inspired you to start creating Return to Country? Yeah, it was. Sometimes I get imagination and then I just started writing down idea. <laughs> right. And because I'm, I want to create something and, and want to put it out there. And because I love movies, I wanted to be like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to take action. I'm going to tell the story. And so that's what I did. And, th- and I remember just two years ago, it was it was my mom that just finished wrapping up the Balik Bayan box. She does all the mm. Balik Bayan box herself uh, <laughs> without any of our help, but we try. <laughs> she, right, likes, right, she likes right. to keep it strict. But yeah, I started just writing down ideas, what potential, what the story might be. And then after that, I did my research, what the box means to our, our Filipino families back home. And... It's more than just the gifts, but it's it's receiving the love. Right. It's receiving the love mm-hmm. than the materialistic things. But then yeah, I then I started watching a few movies that I took inspiration from. First one, because Carlos the main character and he's a young boy, I always wanted to have a <laughs> a kid as the lead role. It was the Pixar animated 
film Up, which I love. Uh, so much. Oh yes, oh, yes. Russell. Yeah, oh. yeah, Russell. Even though Mr. Fredrickson was the kind of the main guy, Russell yeah. was still kind oh, of Russell a main was key. Role. Yeah, he was, he was cute. <laughs> I love Russell. And Pixar animated, and that that actually helped me with the tone of the story uh, for Return to Country as well. It was very mm -hmm. emotional. Up was very emotional. It, it was very heartwarming. It was very. It was it was just so impactful and inspiring, and it was an adventure story too. And then I watched E.T., which is another film that mm, I oh, right. classic. Oh, classic! Uh, yeah, <laughs> which is directed by my my favorite director, Steven Spielberg. Mm. And even though it's a it's a story about a boy, he tries to befriend an alien, which is kind of it's weird, but it's still as the story as you as you watch the film, you understand why he's on Earth and why he befriends. Elliot, yeah, <laughs> and also Elliot's conflict with his family because you know his dad is not there. He's I right. think he's divorced or any, something like that. That's and right. And there's another series that I watched, which is also that was created by Steven Spielberg. It was called Amazing Stories. I don't know if you guys heard of it. Yes, yes. Yeah. I watched that one, the Mark Hamill one and stuff. I remember yeah. that premiering still, on NBC when you yeah. weren't even born. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still catching up with that. But yeah, it was the first episode that came out first season it was called ghost train yep and it was the grandfather right who reunites with his grandson and he thinks that a train is about to hit their, right. their house That's and eventually right. yeah it does hit their house and so i, I just love the the character dynamic between the the main character of the grandfather and grandson and so that helped me with return to country it's just finding out and gathering all these pieces together uh, to complete the story and then Again, yeah, it was putting a lot of my own personal upbringing growing up. I can see yeah. and hear all of those cultural elements that you've incorporated mm -hmm. into Return to Country mm -hmm. and that storytelling around home connection mm -hmm. and, you know, emotion, right? Which I think mm -hmm. is what you've been talking about. And I sometimes some of the best stories are the ones that leave you with a feeling, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. I think you certainly did that for Return to Country. What's next for you? And do you have any other advice for any other young creatives out there? Yeah, good question. What's next for me? Yeah. And any advice? So what's next right now? So mm -hmm. I just before we uh, had this interview, I was working on a Star Wars fan fiction ah, script. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I thought of directing it, but I need a break. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to have yeah. one of my friends do it. I'm still working on the script. I'm I'm just writing the story beats right now, but it's fantastic. It's a sibling story about these two uh, brother and sister who, who are on the run from the Imperials. The after, Empire. Uh, from the Empire, <laughs> right. yeah, who are yeah. running away from after the events of Order 66. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and wow. So you get to explore the two characters and their sibling dynamic, which is fantastic. And so I try to put some lightsaber duels in there. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to show that once it's released so well i think we need that. to yeah. do like yeah. role-playing games and find like some game master to play <laughs> star wars with you i think you'd be so let's do it <laughs> yeah oh i think God. we definitely <laughs> need to do that seriously i've got the role-playing book in the source book right just above my cabinet oh my gosh. yeah i'll have to show it to you me. after afterwards okay, right? after. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> after we finish recording and stuff like that alongside all my other star wars memorabilia before we end off though yeah. any advice for other filipino creatives out there because i have yeah. to say it sounds like you being able to take this path Sounds mm -hmm. like you've had a very supportive Filipino family that's yeah. been able to kind of encourage you to do that. 
And mm. some of our listeners don't come from those families that have an encouraged yeah. family. So like yeah. any advice that you have for them as they're listening in on today's episode? Yeah. For me, it's you got to follow your intuition, I would say. Follow your intuition, follow your heart. If for someone like me, because there's not a lot of Filipino Canadians that are into filmmaking and yeah. not a lot of them that like to have their stories told. And if they want to become an author or a writer or a video content creator on YouTube, yeah, go for it. Don't let anyone stop you from doing it. And if you have individuals out there who are going to support you, yeah, join them. Find I know. Them. Yeah, and find them. Yeah. And yeah. so for me, it's also reading a lot of books, right? <laughs> reading a lot of books. I know it took a while for me to get used to reading because I didn't like enjoy reading growing up, but it really is a great exercise for the brain <laughs> yeah so well I, and I, it. Yeah. I say too if you're not a great reader then yeah. see if you can find this the audiobook the right? audio yes audible that's yes. still reading like it's as true as give your eyes a rest yeah. you know give your eyes a rest and, and get it through your ears it doesn't matter how you get the story into your head whether it's yeah. through your eyes or through your ears right yeah. what matters is you get the story in your head and i agree with you eric mm -hmm. that sometimes if you want to pursue a craft, you have to consume as much as you can of that craft. And mm -hmm. I always think to myself, how do two swords get sharper? Or maybe in our case, how do two lightsabers get sharper, you know, mm -hmm. against a sharper sword? Yeah. So you only get sharper if, you, if you're up against another sharper sword. So mm -hmm. I think I would say that, like maybe our fixing of the week is, is, is that, you know, keep reading, keep consuming exactly. and find great stories to get into your mm -hmm. head and stuff like that. Yeah. Things and watching a, lot, watching a lot of movies too, yeah. Lots of movies, <laughs> lots of for movies sure, yeah. for sure. Sorry, I didn't get to answer the, the other question about what I'm going to do next. So <laughs> I go back to film school uh, in third year because I've been taking a year off just to spend time with my family and save some money, of course. Uh, but mm -hmm. I'll be, I'm working on uh, researching a documentary about a World War II veteran. So mm. Wow. Can't wait, Can't wait to see that. Can't We're going to hear more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll see I think that takes us to the end. And I think season six, when season six comes upon us and we start to program for it, we should really think about bringing Eric on to kind of dissect alongside me any of the great TV series that are coming out, for, you know, in the Star okay, Wars. Okay, I get it. A Star Wars episode. You'll have <laughs> yeah, 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 it. Yeah, we're going to have a Star Wars episode with I'll Eric. I'll let you do it, Kuya. It's <laughs> yes, tip for tat. Now, folks... Um, including in our fixing, we want you guys to come out and learn more about Return to Country to come see it. Eric, share your socials so people can find out when the next big premiere is and mm -hmm. learn more about you, your creative process, and what else is cooking down your aisle. So please share with our listeners. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram, EPCERV, E-P-C-E-R-V. And you can also follow our two other Instagram accounts, which is the film with Return to Country. That's at Return to Country Short Film. You can also follow the my production page, which is Mount Legends Production. You folks want to hear more from Eric through us or want to know more about our podcast, you can email us at hollowhollowpopculture at gmail.com. We're on social media. We're on Twitter at hollowhollowpop and on Instagram at hollowhollowpopculture. Give me some time. I will get us on threads. The Hollow Hollow <laughs> Podcast is available wherever you get podcasts. Rate us, leave a review, and tell all your friends about us too. Finally, we receive editorial feedback from Mary Beth Badian. Our musical theme is by Cheltering, and we'll see all of you guys again real soon. Say goodbye, see Eric. You real soon. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, oh, thanks for coming. Come back. Come back. Yes, I want to do another one. <laughs> awesome. <laughs>